0: Ah.
1: to episode uh,
0: twenty nine
1: thousand. I don't know what episode this is. I think it's like fourteen, fifteen.
0: The uh, I think the it's fifteen.
1: Attack of get Gerald. J- J- Gerald. Gerald strikes back. oh uh, Ep- yeah, he's back, and
0: I'm unhappy
1: about it. Episode three. Gerald strikes back. Yeah, swiftly. last week was fourteen. So okay. Oh, is today fifteen? Okay. Yeah, we're halfway to uh to the twenty. We're three years away from being legal. Or not years, episodes. (laughs) Three more episodes and we're legal. Sure. The podcast is legal. Three more episodes and the podcast is is a legal adult. Three more episodes Ah, hmm. and... Is that how it... I... And the podcast has to um, sign up for selectives for the draft. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) Uh, selective
0: service of podcasts
1: yeah well it's it, the government in in case of times of crisis where there's not enough entertainment the government can can uh sequester your podcast is this entertainment to some sick sad unhinged pathetic people it is lonely lonely i forgot that
0: one <laughs> Anyway, right, just like uh, making sure our fan base knows they're appreciated.
1: Yeah, all four of them.
0: We love you guys. Uh,
1: you doing well?
0: Me? Yeah, you know, pretty good. That's good. Um, I'm playing another show this Thursday, which is fun.
1: Oh yeah, another. You had one Friday as well since the yeah, last that episode. I was down in
0: Charleston, drove four hours there, and then played a show, and then drove four hours back and worked the next morning, and that was regrettable yeah it's a lot um but it was fun um so that's all that matters yeah that's true this show is only two hours away so i'm going down tomorrow and staying with my uh lovely girlfriend and her family very nice and then uh playing thursday and driving back and working friday
1: oh (laughs) and it's a shorter drive back so Mm -hmm. you'll get back sooner
0: much easier yeah
1: um how you been uh, I'm fine. Uh, heard back from some job stuff. Nothing solid and for sure yet, but mm-hmm. hopefully maybe some... Not, not exactly what I was hoping for, but it, it'll at least be something for in the meantime, uh, which is good. Um, today mm-hmm. was...
0: What? I said, yeah.
1: Okay. I've been playing a lot of Mario Odyssey uh, nice. i started playing that like a week or two ago uh, Immaculate. it's a lot of fun i i was thinking we can do an episode on that when uh when i finish it
0: oh that would be oh, fun maybe
1: like a video game episode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but let's uh get in, getting away from inside baseball before we get into inside baseball uh today was a good day um because i found at a thrift store i found a like nice condition Amazon Kindle for $25. Ooh. So pretty cool, you know, and it's like the classic one where it's like it's like I don't know what it is, but like the it's, e-ink. Yeah, where it's like it looks like a book. So like yeah. it doesn't hurt your eyes, like eye strain.
0: Yeah, that shit's cool. Which is
1: cool. And like I don't have to, you know, I I kind of wanted one cuz like now that I have this, basically I probably won't have to ever pay for a book again because let's oh, just, yeah, you can just like... let's just say the last two years of college i did not have to purchase a single uh textbook or required reading uh because that's
0: so cool that people would just give them to you like that
1: yeah I, well let's just say it's very easy books are super easy to find like online you don't even have to like get into like vp and stuff like i guess people just don't books are such an old medium now that like they just don't care like how easy it is to
0: get books for free books don't even know what's going on
1: not to mention you know libraries even when you you know aren't doing e-reader if you want in, you know physical book libraries are cool libraries would straight up you know if they didn't already exist libraries would never exist at least not in current america yeah. imagine trying to convince modern america like culture and politicians to make libraries a thing if they weren't already a thing
0: yeah right it's like it would sound like some socialist shit
1: they would absolutely they'd say like oh but what about every single person who borrows a book from a library they're taking out their that's money the economy could have had and the author could have had uh that's being lost and it's hurting our society and hurting art or something.
0: Or, like, then they would come up with some weird shit on why you need to be drug tested to have a library card.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I'm not surprised if that isn't a thing in some places already or something. Yeah, right. Or, like, or even having to, like, show your library card to get into a library. Because, like, I know a lot of people, even if they don't have a card, like, uh, people who, you know, have difficult living situations or don't have a place to stay spend a lot of time in public libraries. Because, you know, air conditioned, internet, electricity. Yep. You know, during the day, Um, but yeah. Um, So cool. uh, Got to got to.
0: What? You know, there's more uh, public libraries in America than there are McDonald's. That's cool. That's good. I'm glad because almost you know, just about every city has a has a library has at least a library, and not
1: every city has a McDonald's. Surprisingly enough, every city probably has a Dollar General though, because I swear to God, I
0: see so many dollar generals who and I, I can get to two dollar generals within five minutes in i know i was just house, thinking about your house including a family dollar in the, between the two of them
1: yeah so you know in terms of frequent mcdonald's though when i lived in savannah i think i remember i counted at one point and these were just the mcdonald's i knew of there were like within the city limits of savannah like I think like 12 McDonald's Jesus. some of which were like less than two miles from each other. There were so many, <laughs> I don't know That's, how it was sustainable at all. Yeah.
0: I really don't understand that. Like, okay. So I saw a TikTok about waffle houses and uh, if you're not from the South, you don't understand how many waffle houses there are here. Uh, and, um, in, um, Georgia, Georgia has over 380 waffle houses. And South Carolina, our, our lovely state, is number two at 144. Um, but in Georgia, there are so many that sometimes there's just Waffle Houses on opposite sides of the street.
1: Really? I've never seen like, that.
0: Like, there's, oh, she's she, this girl showed a specific example that you could literally drive one minute and get from one Waffle House to another. And the only difference is that you're going under a bridge between them. Wow. Like, well, so if one's busy, you just go to the other one. It's right there. Who cares? Those
1: waffles got to live somewhere. That's what I'm saying. This is completely moving to a different topic, but I don't know why I just thought of this, but I, I like a month or two or maybe even like more than that. Maybe like, honestly, it's probably closer to like two or three months now, but mm-hmm. I had the Beach Boys Christmas song, Little St. Nick. You know, you know the I've song? Heard of it. I had that stuck in my head except – I in when I I was like doing a menial task like cleaning or something, and I was singing that, but while I was singing it, I changed the lyrics so that it was about little St James, which that's the name of the island like the Epstein Island was little or is little St James that's the name of the island he had oh and like people God. flew to and so I was singing this song that was like little St Nick parody, but it was little St James and I don't remember like, the verbatim how it was at the time, but it was something like, you know, like, um, it's like, way in the ocean far from peering eyes, there's a little island uh, run by this jeffrey guy it's the little saint james little Little saint james James. it's the little saint james little Little
0: saint james James. you can go oh
1: wait hold on hold on you can go there and you can fuck little kids (laughs) and you don't have to worry about getting caught by the feds it's the little saint james Little little saint it's the little St. James. Little, little St. J- James. Yeah, so, you know, like that. But it went I on, it. I did it for, like, you know, 10 minutes. Good. But um, uh, One I, of my favorite so,
0: tweets, uh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, I, I can't be the first one to have, like, done that. Like, made that, like, joke connection in my mind, right? Like, that. if not, that's, like, a ripe ground. I don't know, it might be too late now. But, like, it, when the height of the Epstein stuff... Like a yeah, parody that song? That would have killed. killed. on
0: Twitter or TikTok.
1: I feel like we've been talking a lot about Epstein in the last couple episodes. Or at least yeah. last episode I know it was brought up. And now I just brought it up again. We um, don't really ever talk about it that much. It's not like a common topic for us. Yeah, not in So, person. so it's odd that it's now come up twice in the podcast.
0: <laughs> my One of my favorite tweets of all time is about the Beach Boys. And it's literally just you know what the beach boys it would be fucking nice
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah and i
0: laugh too hard at it
1: that's good i like that it's a good tweet i think that was our new uh section of the show called austin austin's austin's
0: top tweets we're kind of ripping off the daily zeitgeist if we do that oh really at the end of every show they like ask their guests uh, what's a tweet that you've been enjoying recently? Uh, well, we don't want to rip
1: them off. We're already ripping off enough podcasts.
0: Yeah. Um, Shout out to Miles and Jack from the Daily Zeitgeist.
1: Yeah, they'll definitely hear this, Austin. Look, I'm
0: just doing it in spirit, you know? Uh, manifesting, damn it.
1: Yeah, I gotta say, I'm, I'm not a fan of Mark Zeitgeist. <laughs> and his, spy, his spying with Facebook.
0: Mark Zuckergeist.
1: Zuckergeist. Uh... What if instead of the Zodiac Killer, it was the Zeitgeist Killer, and he, like,
0: killed people when they're doing, like, a popular thing? Or, they like, he killed people that were in the Zeitgeist, like, yeah, popular people. Yeah, popular people. Like, he murders all of BTS at once.
1: Wow. There'd be a lot of angry children from the internet. A lot of angry
0: 12-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Who I, are eating McDonald's.
1: I feel like we're getting to a point where more people in america like k-pop than actual koreans
0: i like anyone who like really enjoys k-pop but then also is like anti-capitalist like those things contradict each other like heavily in my opinion like k-pop is so like immoral and like yeah exploitative and unethical like and to be a fan of it like i feel like you're putting a you're, you're like your moral compass is a little fucked. Yeah, I mean, but that's, I guess it, it's not good, but that's. It another. just
1: comes down to like you know. You know I feel like there's probably a good amount of people who like recognize the, uh, you know, the exploitative practices, but also you know, can f- enjoy the music regardless. But yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm saying there probably are. There still are probably a, a, a some contingent of people who like just don't even recognize how those two intersect. Uh, you know, they like a cognitive dissonance. There was yeah. a quote. It's like, not sure if it's confirmed cause it's like, uh, through like multiple sources, but what was it? There was a, there was an article the other day. Oh yeah. It was, uh, so it's this was like you know it's all based off hearsay it's not like an official like statement from the gov from their government but there was an article in the new york times where apparently where they were saying that apparently kim jong-un referred to k-pop as a vicious cancer i mean fair uh so i mean did he die no that was the other one the old one kim jong-il who was old the dad
0: Well he was Wasn't there a scare with Kim Jong un where he wasn't shown yeah, up in public?
1: They kept thinking he died and his his like wife took over, but it wasn't true. He was it was just a prank. It was a social
0: experiment. And that was really fun. That's a good prank. Yeah. God Kim Jong un is really good at pranks.
1: He's so good at pranks. You know, when he you know how he like went to like he went to like college or something in like England, like under like you know, like a false yeah, yeah. name or whatever uh yeah apparently he just pranks all the time classic classic 80s movie
0: zany pranks he, yeah, he, he had a best friend named angus You know he
1: had a best friend named boner
0: uh, <laughs> he gave him that nickname they
1: took apart the uh they took apart the principal's car piece by piece and then reassembled it in his office
0: you know, that's like a funny prank in theory, but it sounds so Im- fucking impossible. obnoxiously impossible.
1: Okay, let's go through the details first. So, are you doing this while he's at school? If so, A, how you are do you it doing I mean. it without anyone seeing you? And B, how do you get into his office if he's in his office because he's at school? Okay, alternatively, oh, like you just yeah. said like you just said steal
0: his car from his
1: house if you do it at night then you have to first grand theft
0: auto his car so that's one that's that's
1: that's one on the uh on the grand theft auto or
0: is 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 stealing one car grand theft auto i think so
1: i just thought any stealing of a car is a grand theft auto does it Um, have to be a certain amount
0: i think it's like grand larceny does there have oh never mind is a grand wrong. theft auto. Okay. Grand theft auto is to take someone else's car without permission yeah, and so... with the intent of permanently or significantly to deprive the owner of it.
1: Well, then I guess that you're not intending that cuz you're he's going to get it back, but it's just going to be true. inside a building. <laughs> a building without a garage inside door. Inside a building. <laughs> he's going to have it, but getting it back out is that's the hard part. That's the tricky part. But then like okay, so you have to steal it get it to the school what is he gonna do he wakes up in the morning he's gonna be like where the fuck is my car and you know after calling the cops and going through this whole ordeal he's probably late to school only to then discover the car is inside his, his office. office the call is coming from inside the car and the office in but the house phone but who was um yeah that's enough bullshit we need to move on to the movie probably Should We talk about a movie yeah well,
0: said I'm paying so much attention to the food I'm about to order. What are you for ordering? Day? I don't know. I'm between Tropical Grill or Caribbean Hut.
1: Those are a whole town over. You're going to drive to that? No,
0: I'm a delivery.
1: Oh, they deliver all the way to your house from a town over? Grubhub, baby. Oh, all right. Um, So we have a movie today, and I only showed... I didn't, I, I didn't even technically tell you the title the the audience will have seen the title obviously because that's part of the episode title um but it's not like a movie is
0: that not in the poster
1: well hold on well i'm going to get to that just a second you know most of the time though like when we do this it's kind of performative when it's like tell the audience what the movie is because like they've seen the episode title which includes the movie title oh
0: yeah but today
1: but today's episode like they might have seen it but the title but I doubt anyone knows what it is, or if they do, they're a weirdo like me. But
0: they know less about it than they knew about Hooter.
1: But yeah, that's true. Uh, and much like Hooter, we'll meet a very lovable character today. But we'll get to that in a minute. All I sent you was the poster. I didn't even, fiz- I didn't even via text type out the name. I just sent you the poster, um, which I'm assuming you figured out the name from the poster and the fact that I named the recording this. Um, can you first tell me what the name of the film is and then tell me, describe for the audience, this poster of the film that I sent you.
0: Okay. So, uh, there is a poster that has, so I, I'm assuming the movie is called Hamoti. That's true. And I tried to say it with an accent because all the names look Eastern European. They have umlauts and they have
1: symbols over lots them.
0: of consonants many symbols unknown to us how to pronounce um i've never even heard of some of these letters <laughs> yeah they have <laughs> extra letters it's the arabic alphabet like it's the it's the it's the not arabic what's the romantic alphabet i was thinking of arabic numbers um it's the it's the roman romantic alphabet but i just don't recognize these letters
1: yeah that's fair <laughs> There's a no, lot of symbol, um, extra symbols that could be thrown. Yeah, you it off. really
0: throws off my my dumb mind. Yeah. Um. So this poster is in a room in a house, and there is a couple that. Um,
1: well, you don't know if they're a couple.
0: Well, there it's a man and a woman. Yeah. And it's definitely in the '90s or early 2000s because it's shot with that kind of low quality camera. Uh huh. And if it wasn't for that, then I would say they're now because the woman is dressed like a modern-day bisexual, Uh and the man is just dressed like men have always dressed, wearing a flannel Uh button-down and pants, and she's wearing a uh, jean jacket and jean pants with red underneath. Let me stop you and say you're and got big
1: hair. you're describing a lot of things except the most interesting thing. Hold on, on the post. I'm getting there. <laughs> okay. I'm fucking getting all there. Right. Okay, all right. I
0: need you to fucking be patient. Okay? okay, go go ahead. All right, so I was trying to build the ambiance okay. of this picture. I was set setting the tone. It's called setting them up, Peyton. Okay, all you right. piece of shit. I swear to go God. Go
1: ahead. Go ahead. Don't. <laughs>
0: So they're looking at each other all lovingly Uh yeah you would assume or maybe exasperated can't tell Uh and then there's this being
1: (laughs) now you say being can you more accurately describe to the audience what you mean by being
0: well it's not quite human Uh um it kind of looks like an et costume that you would have bought at party city but not the nice version like the cheapest possible costume that they would have for et at party city and it appears to be crying. Like, its eyes are very large, but it's, they're mostly closed. Uh-huh. Um, it only has three fingers and a thumb on each hand. And um, it is beige uh-huh. and short. It is not sitting down, but it is at their head level while standing, and they are sitting.
1: Uh, yeah, I'd say all of those observations are, are fairly accurate, if not exactly accurate.
0: Um, um, I'm gonna read the names now.
1: Oh g- yes, I'd love to hear your, I'd love to hear your attempt at reading these names.
0: Okay. So, um, the movie is Homoti, which is spelled H-O-M-O-T-I.
1: And I'd like to point out that Homoti is all the letters are capital except the I.
0: And, but the I is the biggest letter.
1: It's taller than the rest because the dot, but it's right. lowercase, unlike the rest.
0: Okay, so this movie is starring. Mujdat Gelsen, Perin Kutman, Uh Bahar Uh Altan, and there's the word ve, which I'm assuming means with. Yeah. Altan Urbalak. and then at the bottom, in the Disney font, there's something that says Yonetmen, Mujdat Gensen. Uh-huh. Maybe directed by Muge Dagenin. His name appears twice, so he's starring and directing, is what I'm assuming.
1: You're, uh, you're, you're, you're making some clever
0: deductions here. Uh, um, can I go ahead and deduce what this movie's about?
1: Sure, give it a whirl.
0: I think the two um, people are dating or married, maybe, and uh, they were planning on having a child, but then decided to adopt. And then they adopted this thing, and then they go on zany adventures with this with this being named Hamoti.
1: Like so, like a Stuart Little situation. Sure. Where you know it's not even explained why or how this being came in. Like in Stuart Little, they never say like, "Oh, how is this mouse?" What, how is he put up for adoption and able to speak English and be basically, you know, an anthropomorphic mouse person? Well, hold
0: on. In the book, Stuart Little wasn't even a mouse. He was a very small human with mouse like features.
1: Okay. So are you saying fact. Hamoti is a is a very small human with E. T. like features?
0: Sure. Who why was not?
1: Adopted by this couple?
0: Well Yeah, that's what I'm thinking.
1: I'll tell you all of that is wrong. Dead all of wrong. It? Yeah. Do you have any you have any more uh, Questions or guesses, or do you want me to try to start explaining this the best I can?
0: Um, Okay, one more guess. Um, Hamoti is the brother of the man. Uh, No, that is not correct. That is somewhat
1: of the plot to a movie that I love, a horror movie from the 80s from It's American called Basket Case, where a guy's formerly conjoined twin brother is now like a little fleshy... being who he carries around in a basket Uh, Mm. so that's kind of the plot of that which you sound like you're kind of describing with this but that is not the plot of Hamoti let me go ahead and just ask you Austin if you really focus on some observations you've made as well as the title itself like to breaking it down to its most basic like uh you know
0: Hamoti same as you
1: no, even more like, even more like, uh, gut reaction. Human, gay, yeah. <laughs> and and what have you said? Hemoty is of looks like. Et. So this is via IMDb, which is the Internet Movie Database. But even then, I I feel like this is more of something someone else has described it. I don't think it's the official description. But okay. per, per IMDb for a synopsis, we have one sentence: "A homosexual alien is lost in the nineteen seventies no. Turkey." I will say that it's nineteen. This film is nineteen eighty-seven, and it's definitely in the eighties, not the seventies. Or I don't think it's made distinction. I'm assuming it's the eighties though, because that's when it was shot. So that's wrong, but everything else in that is relatively correct, pretty much. Well. So, so like Homo, et, yeah. wow, Homo T.
0: That's um incredible, actually.
1: Yeah, you, you weren't expecting that, were you?
0: No, I wasn't. The- I like okay. Look, I saw Homo in there, and I was like, you know, I could easily go that route and make some joke about this, but um. See, no, I thought that would be insensitive low hanging fruit
1: well see this is one of those instances where you got to go with your gut yeah now it is i mean you know this isn't completely unwarranted i'll point out because it is june It is pride month uh so you know obviously uh the uh on the episode with emily and i we discussed you know it was the first episode of June, and, and we're both uh, trans, and she's bi, and I'm gay. So you know that was a we brought that topic up, but you know it's still it's still the month of Pride, and so I thought, what better way than to do a, a not only a gay movie, but a gay et movie.
0: I absolutely love that decision. So and this is this is why they pay you the big bucks, Peyton. This
1: is why I pay fourteen dollars a month to host this podcast online.
0: That I do not make back
1: monetarily. No, uh, no.
0: Sometimes that's just the way the news goes.
1: That's some the way the podcast crumbles, at just like my life. Uh, so, like I said, this was made in 1987. It's from Turkey, the the country. Uh, it is you are correct in guessing that uh, Mujhat Gezen is the man on the poster, and he is. Both starring, uh, and he also wrote and directed it. Oh,
0: that's because I'm so, fucking genius. So it's
1: very much a it's very much a a, a Gezin, uh vehicle to stardom. Uh, apparently, he was just kind of like an actor comedian guy
0: in Turkey back then. Not heard super him described as the uh, Turkish Tim Allen.
1: Yeah, mainly because he smuggled vast quantities of cocaine and into he the says country. And the a word regularly. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, I don't think he was that popular, but he was kind of just like a middling, uh, you know, actor, artist person in in Turkey. Nice. So, let's say, okay, so next, uh, per your um, description of the quality, it it was shot as far as I've researched and been able to find, and it definitely looks like it. It was shot on, like, VHS. It was shot on a camcorder, not on film. Uh, so very much like, uh, it was very much like a low budget, you know, no budget almost, you know, run some numbers real quick underground feature. Yeah, go ahead. No,
0: it was definitely, it was definitely on VHS. Yeah. Yeah. According to my calculator.
1: Oh, good. The VHS calculator.
0: No, it's just a Victor 700. It's just a, it was a dollar.
1: Oh. And you're able to tell from that. I, it's formulas. Oh, gotcha. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, formulas. Right. Don't overthink it. Who, yeah. I'm. You know who else was interested in mathematical formulas? Jeffrey Epstein. No. Who was a mathematician? Like, PhD mathematician, Austin. That Lots of our people. Our show is about frequently.
0: Ron Howard. No, he just makes movies. Why would he be a mathematician? Look, Brian May from Queen was a fucking astrophysicist. I don't give a shit about Brian May from Queen. Okay, that's All right. rude. First off, he's fucking horny for Ted car. Kaczynski.
1: Yes, took you long enough. Anyway, now okay, the director himself is quoted with saying, uh, "If you were to rank, he he said, I was surprised when this surfaced again and people you know started talking about it, and I'll get into why it was kind of lost for a while, but he said." Because it's you know, we made it very low budget. He said uh, if you if someone was asked to count the ten worst movies of all time, this would definitely be in the top five. Oh wow. That is he said, said that by by, own movie? by star and director Mujhat Gezin himself.
0: You know, I respect his self awareness.
1: So uh, you, you you might not know this, but uh, it's fairly well known in like the the bad film kind of universe a lot of knockoff films came out of turkey in the se- 60s 70s and 80s a lot of times because american hollywood movies wouldn't get released there if at all until mm. years later and so to cash off of the hype surrounding movies like superman um you know spider-man star wars etc there were all these you know turkish Turk exploitation. they call them sometimes knockoff
0: movies where Did they really call them Turksploitation? exploitation. Yeah, I mean that's Incredible. a
1: term. Um yeah, but like, you know, based off very little information, basically just like, you know, what the filmmakers, you know, generally knew was, you know, what the movie was, they would make these knockoff movies to kind of make money off of these bigger films that either hadn't been released yet or weren't being released in Turkey. This being one such movie, uh for ET obviously um it i think this actually came out it was 87 it came out a little bit after et had actually made its way to turkey there's another apparently famous slash infamous turkish et ripoff that came out at the exact same time et finally made it to turkey so maybe we'll cover that one day but this was a couple years later
0: um this is now a podcast about exploitation movies
1: yeah only yeah from now on all movies we talk about will be from turkey uh, and only Turkish movies. Uh, anyway, it was never officially released in Turkey. It was kind of just like a no-budget thing that kind of fizzled out. Uh, apparently, they 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 were able to sell the home video rights to Germany, uh, specifically the German video market, VHS market, of course, to be released in Germany because there's a, there was and still is a large, um, you know, obviously, Turkish and Arabic. Uh, migrant population in Europe and in in Germany specifically. Well, Germany
0: famously loves knockoff E.T. movies.
1: And that as well. So it did come out there. It was kind of lost for a while until it popped up online around 2010, I believe. Mm. Uh, I guess someone had taken the VHS and put it online, basically. Um, So it kind of popped back up and people rediscovered it. Now, there's a really good... It's like it's basically like a research paper, but it's it's like illustrated, kind of almost like a comic. Um, that was someone's like PhD thesis for I'm not sure what I'm assuming some sort of either sequential art or media studies type mm-hmm. degree that I found online that I'll link in the description of the show because it's actually like a really good thoughtful piece by this. Um, I'm not sure if he's American or Canadian, I think one of the two, but also he's, like, Turkish, and he grew up in Turkey to some extent. Yeah. Um, guy, gay guy specifically, talking about this film and him discovering it recently and its significance. But to, you know, just go over it briefly, in a lot of ways that he outlined in this piece, this movie, while being an E.T. knockoff, is also surprisingly somewhat artistically, like, uh, creative, and, and trying to artistically accomplish something. Whereas the, that other Turkish E.T. knockoff from what I've read online is very much just like a cash grab. This was trying to be like, you know, its own kind of weird, artsy companion to E.T. almost. Specifically in that uh, Turkey had the military staged a coup in Turkey in 1980. Um, and then took over and basically, you know, had, you know, emergency um, state of emergency powers for the next three or four years. And during that time, apparently a lot, a lot of uh, both left wing activists in general, but also people, uh, gay people, trans people were arrested, tortured and killed in Turkey, because it was a very right-wing, you know, fascist military coup. Uh, Specifically, the guy, the general in charge of that was um, Kenan Evren. Uh, And then later, they got a prime minister elected to kind of co-rule after the state of emergency was dropped, I think in uh, 83 or 84. A guy named Turzat Ozal, I think is how you say it. Um, And he was a very much like inspired by Reagan and Thatcher of like, you know, right wing kind of Amer like, you know, consumerist Western value, but still very, you know, fundamental and and traditional. So at the same time, Turkey was both modernizing and westernizing and, you know, uh, becoming very, you know, commodified, but it was also still socially and uh, and, you know. Philosophically, very right-wing and traditional in terms of its values, um, and in terms of what who was killed and what was enforced. So, apparent according to this thesis that I that I read, which is by a guy named Kan Yal I'm probably butchering that, but uh, it, hey, I'll, again, but I'll link it know. in the show. But uh, according to him, this movie is basically trying to be somewhat of a commentary on being. Gay being a gay person in 1980s post, you know, right-wing takeover Turkey uh, and kind of grappling with being gay in in this new modern era for Turkey but still very ideologically conservative. Um, on in, in that thesis, the guy stated that in the 1980s, there were basically only three... Uh, movies that dealt with or in some way related to LGBTQ topics in Turkey. Only three movies, and this is one of them. And uh, until recently, you know, the last 10, 15 years, it wasn't even known. It was basically lost. Um, And so, yeah, like I said, Hamoti is kind of functioning as like a metaphor for gay persecution and, and, and inner turmoil in Turkey. So... It's a lot – I didn't realize that to that extent. I read all this after seeing it, and it kind of colored everything that I had watched last night when I read all this today. Uh, It kind of made it a lot more, like, uh, thematically and emotionally, like, touching than last night where – and I'll get into this – so the only copies you're able to find of this, as far as I can tell, and including the one I watched, there are only subtitles for the first 10 minutes or so. 15 minutes, maybe. Oh, and the rest of the movie, it's completely in Turkish, and you're just left to try to figure out what's going on without dial- knowing the dialogue.
0: So one's like, translated it?
1: Apparently not. That's rude. Or if it's not readily available. So I was very much, you know, kind of lost because... There are a lot of long stretches of dialogue. It's not like an E.T. ripoff. There's not a lot of, like, crazy, you know, sci-fi stuff or, you know, exciting, you know, action or, you know, like in E.T., it's not an action movie, but there's, you know there's a lot of drama going on and you know, the end there's certainly a lot, you know, there's a chase scene famously and the bikes fly and all that. But this is very much like, there's a lot of like talking specifically on that couch from the poster. I'd say about 80% of this movie takes place on that couch in that living room. (laughs) It's very much like a mumble core, like 2010, like indie drama uh, in, in terms of what it's closest to.
0: You know, like when a movie talks about a societal like a issue, like a social issue, they like call it a commentary, right? I think this movie took that pretty literally and is just a commentary. Yeah. Like it's just people talking for two uh, hours. In a lot
1: of ways, that's not far off. That's so, funny. when I'm explaining the movie to you in a minute, I will explain what, you know, I was thinking while watching it. And then later, um, uh, this thesis student can uh their interpretation um or i guess not interpretation but they they speak um turkish so what actually is happening plot wise in the movie um which is good to know because i was somewhat confused in a lot of ways (laughs) um yeah fair so yeah that's kind of the rundown of the facts on Himoti, which surprisingly run deep. Also, in the in the thesis thing he goes into at the beginning, how I had never even heard this, but apparently there's, like, you know, there's been some people uh, who've made, like, the analysis of the original E.T. about how it's about, like, uh, heteronor- heteronormativity and, like, uh, you know, how, like, Elliot is, like, the main kid is, like, um, kind of in a state of, of, of flux, and how E.T. kind of is this, like, gender-neutral, like, outside loving force that comes in and kind of, like, changes the perspective. Uh, it's very interesting. Hmm. Uh, the whole, like I said, again, I'll link it, but this whole thing about how he talks about E.T., but then also how this movie kind of breaks a lot of the mold, um, but then also falls short, it, it's very interesting. So, But do you have any further, further just... Stuff do you want to know about this before we get into it?
0: Um, I, I, I don't. I think I'm ready to just dive. I'm right. Re- I'm ready to dip my fucking toes in this. Yeah. Okay. Um. Sorry, I got excited.
1: No, no, it's fine. Uh, I will say I initially just picked this movie. I, I hadn't even learned anything of what it was about i hadn't even seen the tagline about it being gay et uh (laughs) i literally just picked it because i saw the poster on this like
0: et is what they called me in high school
1: oh really no oh (laughs) uh i had i had this list on letterbox it was just like a ton of like crazy weird bad movies and i just picked it solely based off the uh poster and I, cause I saw that poster and I was like, this, I got, we got to, whatever is this one. is, I got to do it.
0: And so you happen to pick the one that you can't understand half of.
1: Yeah. Well, but I've come to understand it in, in its own way, but yeah. So that's, that's the facts. Those are the himoti facts. I'm Peyton Brock and those are the Himoti facts.
0: Thank you, Peyton. This is Austin Bennett and I'll be doing the weather. Istanbul was Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, now Constantinople, been a long time gone, Constantinople, now it's to light on a moonlit night, every gal in Constantinople lives in Istanbul, now Constantinople, so if you've in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul, even old New York, was once New Amsterdam, why they changed it I can't say,
1: people just liked it better that way, so take me back to Constantinople, no you can't All right, so let's get in (laughs) to Himoti. After some wonderful... uh, I don't know if this is the original title sequence, but it's very much like 80s stock footage. Nice. Like computer-generated stock footage, which will come back as well. Uh, Title, we get into the movie. A guy leaves his uh, apartment. This guy being... Um, our lead what's it Mujhat Ron Howard how do you say it Mujhat Gazan I don't sure. remember Mujhat, Mujhat Gazan yeah
0: I um when you uh when you say that Mujhat Gazan it makes me think of Mujan zolfagari hilarious comedian did I say you could
1: advertise other people on the podcast
0: okay sorry mommy <laughs>
1: uh anyway we see him leaving his apartment uh it's extensively shown that he locks his door this never comes back it's not a vital important information but like they hold on a shot of him locking the two locks on his door Hmm. and like i don't know what kind of locks they are but i swear to god he like spins the key around like five times before it actually locks it's a really secure lock yeah and they like show it in full they don't cut away they show the full lock locking experience
0: i'm real into that
1: he leaves and goes outside uh he's kind of like a cool guy he's got like a cool guy thing going on he's got like a red jacket like a red leather jacket you know jeans black shirt i think sunglasses on and he gets on he's got a red uh like motorized trike so basically like a motorcycle but it's got two back wheels
0: I love that. And
1: so he goes off, and we see him ride through, I guess, I'm assuming it's Istanbul. Uh, it could be another city in Turkey, though. It, it was Constantinople. At that time, it would have been Istanbul, though. Okay. But it was, at one point, Constantinople. That's not inaccurate. That's uh, I'm assuming if, if it's not, yeah, that's true. If it's not Istanbul, it's another larger city in Turkey, maybe Ankara or something like that. But a uh, large Turkish city is riding around. He finally gets to his job and goes inside. And you can kind of tell from uh, – well, shots of his apartment when he's leaving, you saw like a newspapers and like a typewriter and a camera. And then in this building, he goes into the office. You see other guys sitting at desks with typewriters um, nice. and newspapers and stuff. So basically you kind of realize he's, he's, a, uh, he's a journalist or a reporter in some fashion. He goes and talks to his boss. Uh, this is still subtitled, so I actually know what's going on to some degree. And the boss is basically mad that he hasn't had a new story in a while. Uh, he's kind of been slacking, apparently. And awesome. so, yeah, yeah. And so our lead, who is name as Ali, he launches into, like, pitching stories to the boss. He says, oh, I'll do a story about how a whale was in – basically pitching, like, specifically like he's saying oh i'll fake these stories that'll get really good readers like that'll that'll Ooh, be popular so he's like i'll say the, a whale came into this cove outside of the city and you know the boss is like that would literally no one's going to believe that happened a, a whale hasn't been in there ever uh and then he was like well how about this i'll go on a helicopter ride and i'll say i learned to be able to pilot a helicopter in two hours uh nice. but the boss is like you know no none of these are good and, uh, it one way or another UFOs come up in the conversation. Cause he's like, well, what do you want from me then to get a f- pictures of a UFO? And then he kind of stops and is like, that's what I will do it. I'll be back and I'll have you pictures of a UFO encounter. Uh, cause that'll sell papers. Um, and so he goes back home to apartment. We have extensive shots of him unlocking the door, of course and he basically like runs inside grabs some like silver metallic pot lids from the kitchen and then the next scene it cuts and he's in like a park and he's just like frisbee throwing these metal pots into the air and then picking up his camera from around his neck and taking pictures to try a fake ufo pictures smart um however while he's doing this though a real ufo flies by And seems to land. And so good old Ali goes to investigate. And lo and behold, we see a little UFO craft has landed. And we don't see him exit or anything. He's just already standing there. Basically motionless. As we'll realize, Hamoti doesn't move a lot. And when he does, it's very awkward and slow. Uh, I'm not surprised. I I could tell. I don't think the costume was the most uh, maneuverable, so to speak. And so, just kind of awkwardly standing there next to the ship, as if he got out and just started standing there as soon as he landed, is... He is, wasn't
0: curious, he just wanted to stand just there. wanted
1: to, he just needed to stretch his little legs.
0: That makes me feel like Earth wasn't his final destination, it was just a rest stop.
1: That's, we don't know for sure. Uh, and we have our alien just kind of standing there, and he, basically, like, Ali just walks up to him, and they just start having a conversation, uh, he's like, oh hi, I'm Hamoti, and he's oh, like, he oh Turkish, hi, huh? I'm Ali. Yeah, they, oh so it's like you know how in ET there's like a whole part of that movie that's Elliot learning to communicate and you know get along with ET and you know basically you know get to know one another. This they just go straight away into like, oh hey, how's it going? Hamoti uh, hey, knows, up, man?
0: hey, I'm an alien. Yeah, Hamoti knows doing?
1: perfect Turkish apparently. Um, good and, for him. And he's basically hanging out. Uh, there, and, you know, our reporter guy, Ali, our main character, introduces himself, and, you know, Hamoti is basically just like, oh, hi, I just came here because I don't want to go back to my home planet. I don't like it there. I want to be here. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Ali is, uh, in one way or another, is like, oh, I'm a reporter. This is great. Hamoti's like, no, I can't. You'll bring too much attention to me, and my planet might find me. Uh, So they, and Ali's like, okay, well, how about you come to my house? We'll figure things out. And so they walk off. There's a very funny shot where uh, there's a, a rock. I'm using f- parentheses with my fingers. Uh, that, uh, like, um, Ali steps over. And then Himoti steps on it, I guess, to show that he's strong. But it's very, very clearly like a sponge they painted gray. Uh, so he crushes this little rock that's actually a sponge. And they get to the apartment. Hemoti starts talking about how, like... Uh, yeah um you know i decided to come here but it's it's dangerous here because and my people won't find me here and he specifically cites the um the american and ronald reagan and the star wars project which i don't know if you're familiar with was like a a project implemented by reagan to put like um like orbiting lasers on satellites Oh, really? Yeah, it's it was, like, early laser technology on satellites, basically, like, arming satellites around the globe for potential, like, extraterrestrial threat. It was very much the space force of its time, uh, <laughs> so to speak. But, yeah, Hamodi's like, yeah, so p- they won't come and find me here. I'm from a planet U-Bun. U- That's U-B-U-N. Uh, and he's basically like, I don't want to go back there, though, because it's a bad place... Uh, and there's a dictatorship and I'll be punished if I go back. And Ali is like, well, why, you know, so what do you mean a dictatorship? Like, can you, you, you can't have free speech. You can't speak your thoughts. And Modi's like, oh no, mm. you can, you can do that. That's fine. Everyone does that. Even the dictator does that. You know, it's a super chill planet. Uh, you know, there you can love whoever you want. Love is love. He says that, uh, oh. and, and, um, Our friend uh, Ali is basically like, oh, huh, that's weird. And in the thesis, apparently that's supposed to be like indicative, or at least that's the guy's interpretation of it is that it's like indicative of, oh, Hamoti thinks that, um, you know, his planet was bad, but like in comparison to 1980s Turkey, as he will find, it's like a utopia. oh it's so like it's like a juxtaposition where he calls it says that it's bad in a dictatorship but like it's really not when compared to what he's about to experience in turkey or at least some degree or what was going on in turkey in general so we cut from this scene and i'll say this is the moment the subtitles give out uh so from here on we're flying blind and we cut to a lady we've never seen before she's like dressed basically like a like kind of an old woman, sort of like babushka y thing. She's yeah, got like, like the a, the, headscarf the headscarf, and she's like big and portly. Kind of she's got like a long dress, and you know like the big nose, and you know the kind of like stereotypical uh, lady. We according to the art, the thesis, this is Ali's mother. The whole time I thought it was his sister because she definitely does not look older than him. If anything, he looks older than her. Oh, but apparently, she's supposed to be his mother um and we see her going around and getting groceries from various vendors each of which she somehow like convinces obviously i don't know the dialogue that goes on and she convinces them to give her groceries for free and they're all kind of like annoyed by it but she you know like coaxes them into giving her stuff for free somehow okay and so we get home we see her she gets back to the apartment this is when we realize oh i I guess she lives with ali Of course, now I know she's his mother, apparently. And she walks in and sees Himoti and obviously faints kind of from uh, shock of seeing Himoti. Um, And so once she wakes back up, I don't know what causes it really. It kind of just happens. But Himoti, he has like unspecified kind of magic powers uh, that, like, when they happen on screen, his like mouth, his head kind of lights up. And there's like post effect like basic like geometric lines that like come off his face so he uses his magic unspecified powers to like cause and it's very much like again early cgi like Mm. demo stock footage um specifically it starts as like uh shapes kind of screensaver-esque shape movements but then it moves into a bunch of, like, playing cards, doing screensavery, flipping around, and turning into little ones, and then forming back together, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, of course. So he does this, I guess, as some sort of display of, like, entertainment, I, I think? It's not really explained why he did that. Or if it is, it, I couldn't understand it. Um, but meanwhile, Ali goes back to his boss, uh, and the boss is like, well, where are those UFO photos you told me about? And obviously, Ali, he doesn't want to tell him about because. Oh, man. I was hoping he'd
0: be like, well, I'll do you one better. Here's an
1: alien. Well, like I said, Hemoti doesn't want to be, like, exposed. He wants to, you know, keep it on the down low. So Ali's a chill dude. And so Himoti is, uh, he's keeping it a secret. So, you know, the boss kind of chews him out some. And he's like, you know what? You're not getting any work done. I'm partnering you up. And he calls in a lady reporter, and that's the woman on the poster. Uh, Lady reporter, and, um, you know, they kind of have, uh, you know, uh, 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 what I was able to tell, you know, you could tell it was very much the, like, oh, I work alone. I don't want a partner, you know, bickering argument. But then the boss is basically like, no, you have to. She's your partner now. Now go get me a story. Um, So they leave. Meanwhile— I need more
0: pictures of Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, basically— um, meanwhile, at the, at the apartment, or the house, uh, the mother's, it's like their neighbor, but he's also their friend, basically, and, and I don't know what his name is, um, because the subtitles gave out, obviously, so I really only know Ali and Hamoti's name, <laughs> um, but, uh, everyone else are just called by what they were, and this guy is very clearly a, a gay man, uh, he's, he is <laughs> stereotypical, Gay man, Uh, in and you can tell right away that he's gay man. He has all the traits of a of a homosexual man. He's um, he's very weak and scrawny and holds uh, one of
0: his hands at a forty five degree angle.
1: Almost, not that far though. But uh, you can tell he's gay. He's uh, he's very weak and he's very ugly. Those are the two attributes all gay men have. Wow, (laughs) that. um... Ooh, boy, howdy. Well, I mean it's I mean scientifically <sighs> you know, if you measure a gay man's skull,
0: oh no. <laughs> oh. It's hey, basic I think I have to go actually. science. I think I have to go. If anyone
1: can't tell that I'm joking about that, then I think I have to not be involved. With they this don't anymore. deserve to listen to this podcast. Satire. I don't I'm I'm literally trans and gay. I am I'm a tr- I'm a trans gay woman who is exclusively bigoted against gay men straight or gay cis men
0: this is gay men so what a weird yeah combination of attributes I'm sorry
1: yeah um but like I said so he's gay he's very much like he's got like a really tight fitting like striped shirt that's got like a big like it's like a V neck basically and nice. he's got, you know, like the tight jeans. Yeah, yeah. And he's got an earring and he's got like oh, makeup on. he's got like makeup on. Um so, and he's like, you know, very like effeminate in how he talks, even though I have no idea what he's saying. I wanna get
0: my ears pierced, fun fact. Uh that's because you're gay, right? No, yeah, I mean I'm not straight. Been dealing with that recently, actually. I don't know what the fuck I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Uh
1: um, sorry see, to you're little, derail you like little, that, little gay boy. All right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> can you change your that? Can you change? You should do like a stage name from now on. It mm-hmm. is little gay boy, like a rapper name.
0: Well, L-I-L. I, I, I took a thing. I took a little quiz today. That's one of those like, what's your blank name based on the letters of your name and the day of the month you were born and shit. Uh huh. Um, and, um, it was, what's your drummer name? Oh, cause you're, and you my, drum. My drummer name is, um, Groovy, where's my coffee, McFlam? Oh, very nice. Uh, on, on this quiz, did it ask you, uh,
1: how many penises that you want to suck? It just asked you if you're a little gay boy, and I said, yes. It asked you if you want a man's penis in your mouth? Sure. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, a gay guy comes over, him and Himoti like, kind of talk. I thought I interpreted it as flirting because I was like, oh, nothing gay has happened, really. Like, when the subtitles gave out, there was nothing – Himoti hadn't really done or said anything that was gay other than being genu- generally uh, kind of – he has got, like, a high-pitched kind of falsetto-y voice, uh, and he's, you know, kind of like – you know, he's very – Kind and kind of like what people, you know, especially in the 80s would refer to as feminine. But he hadn't really, s- none of the dialogue. So I was like, oh, is this where it gets gay? Is he flirting with the gay guy? But uh, I guess not necessarily. Um, I don't know. Anyway, they're talking and hanging out and the with the mom there too. Himoti, like he's like trying to communicate something to the mom where he's like putting his hand on her face. And I don't know if it's supposed to be like affectionate. But it looks like the guy in the suit is just, like, smacking the mother character repeatedly. Because it's just this big mm-hmm. cumbersome, like, you know, you know, suit hand just touching her, like, smacking her face.
0: Right, right. Uh, As you do.
1: I just had a thought. I hadn't really described in detail the Hamoti costume very much yet, and I want to take a minute to do that because...
0: I tried, but it's hard.
1: Well, and you've only seen one single still picture, and I've seen an hour and 20 minutes of, of moving video. So oh, it's a difference. Here, Let me say, first off, the thing you said about his eyes, uh, that doesn't change. That's just how his eyes are. They never. It's always eyelids. Oh, so Is- he
0: always looks sleepy like the Beatles. Yeah,
1: he always looks either sleepy or sad or high- one of the two at one point they have tears like run down his face come out of his eyes and all i was thinking was like someone obviously has their hand in there and they're just like squeezing him out of the hole uh from an eyedropper or whatever uh his lips which i don't know if you can tell this on the poster he has very human lips like really to like an unsettling degree they look
0: human. let's take a look at this boy's lips
1: and if I remember correctly, oh. yeah, like, E.T., like, doesn't have lips. I, as far as I remember, I think E.T.'s mouth just kind of goes in. Like, it just stops and goes in. I'm
0: looking at E.T.'s mouth right now.
1: But, uh, really? You have a picture of E.T.?
0: I got a picture of E.T. He wouldn't, he? he doesn't have lips, but he definitely has an edge of his mouth.
1: Yeah, but, okay, compared to Hemoti, though, like, those are, like, human lips.
0: Yeah, and his nose is not human either, Hamoti has a very human nose, and E.T.'s nose is like a little bull nose up between his eyes. That's true. Like, high up. So, yeah,
1: really realistic nose and lips. Also, and most important—well, okay, let me say first, like I said, you don't see him move very much when it does. He's very slow. Specifically, Hamoti spends about 80% of the movie sitting on the couch, not moving. Uh, And he can very clearly—they can't hold anything when he's in the suit, uh, any shots of him holding something are like close up, and you can very clearly tell that it's someone else holding the uh, the object, and then they have it framed so you just see Hamoty's hand in front of the object. So it kind of looks like he's holding it, but he's definitely not actually holding it. That the fist of the the fist cannot close. It's just like the fingers it's don't move. It's just
0: thick rubber.
1: Yeah. Um. Most importantly, though, Hamoty has a fucking dump truck ass
0: no shit
1: like it is like it is explicitly like sticks out you could it is you could rest a cup on it that it's like a table
0: you can bounce a quarter off that ass huh
1: yes uh and in this thesis that i read that i've mentioned that i'll keep mentioning uh the guy says that he thinks and that some people have thought that those are almost explicitly included details kind of to make Hamoti more of a loving sexual being and less, you know, kind of ambigu- ambiguous ambiguous, and, and, and non-sexual in the way that E.T. and the original E.T. is. Um, obviously, that's kind of just, anal- you know, analyzation and speculation. But, I mean, it definitely has – it gives you something to think about and ex- at least offers – One explanation for why Himoti is, like, weirdly, like, human and also has a dump truck ass.
0: Does he have a CDL so he can drive around that dump truck? Uh,
1: That's why he doesn't move. His ass is just too big. Uh, That's why he sits on the couch for most of the movie. (laughs) Anyway, um, so, yeah, we're... So, they're hanging out, the gay guy, the mother, and Himoti. We cut back Ali and the girl reporter... It's the next scene, so they just left the office where they were bickering about not wanting to be, you know, working together. The next scene, immediately, they're, like, hanging out at a cafe, and there's already, like, uh, romantic music. Uh, and they basically, awesome. like, are on a date. Um, so, <laughs> uh, right away, they're, like, in love, and then, like, the it cuts, and they're, like, walking along, like, the water's edge on, like, a pier, and they kiss. So, like, immediately, Aww. like relationship um so then he brings her back to the house and it's not as far as i can tell it's like the same day still um so they come back to the house uh himoti has is like he for some reason he like i guess to run and hide behind the couch and then they have him pop out and he kind of just like pops up from the behind the couch and it's a very awkward scene uh and then Oh, the when when Himoti pops out though, the girlfriend is basically just like, oh, hi. She has zero reaction to Himoti. It is yeah, like she's it not is, even bothered that he's yeah, an alien. It is like so understated that it's like he wasn't even yeah, it's like he was a human. Uh which is funny. Um and I at this point I had no clue what what spurred this on in the movie. But Himoti, the girlfriend gets there they like basically say hi i was able to gather and then the next thing i know himoti has a little flashing he has a suitcase that has little flashing lights around like the outline of it it's a bomb no it's a suitcase it's like okay. an alien suitcase though and thus the flashing lights which I are literally bombs like which
0: is alien suitcases
1: oh okay well and it's like you can tell in close up shots that it's literally like christmas lights taped to the outside of this <laughs> little like suitcase prop it's not even a real suitcase it's like a little cardboard cut out of a suitcase um but himoti immediately like grabs the suitcase and i was super confused but apparently the according to the thesis um can's thesis himoti asks the girl he asks ali oh who is is this your girlfriend and ali is like yes yeah, she's my girlfriend and himoti is like oh i guess there's no reason for me to stay then and he it begins to leave because apparently and i had no clue i did not pick up on this whatsoever from Especially
0: considering you don't speak turkish
1: well yeah i did not pick up on this whatsoever from what i was able to interpret from the visuals apparently the crux of the movie is hamoti having like feelings and affection for ali romantically that mm. ali does not have for hamoti he just he is, you know, Ali likes Hamoti, and he's his friend, and he cares about him, but he is not romantically attracted to Hamoti. And so Hamoti is unrequited lover for Ali, the, and he grapples with this the whole movie. And so when the girlfriend comes home, he he immediately feels dejected and takes a suitcase as if to leave.
0: Oh, Hamoti's a drama queen. So, um, they basically... Hamoti must be a Leo, and I stand by that. If you say so.
1: Um, so, apparent they somehow convince him to stay though. I don't remember how or what happens, and obviously I didn't have the dialogue. But he- they convince him to not leave. Um, and then we have a little short montage where hemote scares various delivery people who are coming to drop off like milk and groceries at the outside the door of the apartment. Um, and like. Hamoti would like will like crack open the door and reach his little alien hand out, get the <laughs> get the item and then pull it back inside. And then multiple times the delivery man like sees the hand and they like freaks him out. I love that. Some sounds like some real hijinks. Yeah. Uh, another scene where Ali goes back to the the newspaper and the boss is mad um, that he has nothing that Ali has no new stories. Meanwhile, um, Hamoti and um the the mother have tea or coffee i don't know which maybe turkish coffee i'm not sure it's in little glasses so I, I wouldn't be surprised uh but they have that at the house and again hamoti can't hold anything so the shot where she gives him the saucer and cup she literally just like balances it on the like crook of his elbow as he's sitting there. And of course, the next shot it changes and it shows like, you know, it looks like he's holding it as oh, much God. as they can make it look like he's holding it. Um, but like he drinks the tea and like makes a weird face, which I was like, oh, is, is that weird face intentional or not? Uh, the gay guy comes back to the house to hang out. Um, he like kisses Himoti on both cheeks. Um, you know, Allie Himoti and the... girls No, I wish. The uh, girlfriend and Ali are kind of like, all right, well, we're going to head out. Um, Himoti and the gay guy kind of hang out and gossip, which I didn't know what was going on at the time, but I think, like, they were, like, gossiping about the girlfriend because Himoti was jealous, and I think the gay guy is, like, trying to, like, gossip about her to make Himoti feel better, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also, like... The gay guy drinks the coffee, and then he, like, spits it out, and it's, like, a joke that, like, the mom can't make good coffee, I guess. Okay. Meanwhile—or not meanwhile. I thought it was meanwhile, but I guess not. So next scene, are Allie and the GF, and the, GF the girlfriend, are suddenly at, like, the an airstrip. Yeah. <laughs> Ali and gluten-free. Uh, yeah, Ali and the girlfriend are at an airstrip, like, a little tiny airport. Uh, and I guess they're, like— reporting on something I wasn't sure and then they go to their car and Hamoti's like in the back seat and I was very confused and then all of a sudden it cuts and like Ali is sitting on a flying carpet and like a guy in like you know like white like robes is sitting on the front of the flying carpet and Ali's like on a flying carpet and I could I didn't know if it was supposed to look fake or if that's just their effects and then there's like Someone in like a little hang glider plane type thing, and I was very confused. <laughs> what the fuck? I was very confused, but apparently, the, the next scene it cuts, and um, and uh, Allie is showing the boss this like footage of him on the flying carpet, and the boss is like really excited and amazed. And so, I guess what happened was they go to the airstrip, the girlfriend gets in like a, a little like tiny hang glider type plane, uh, with a motor. And she's taking the video or something or pictures. Ali is on this magic carpet that Hamoti is using his powers to levitate, I guess. And so to create a news story, but to not, but while still not uh, exposing Hamoti.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. So it is real, but not that. It's like it's more like lying by omission rather yeah, than like. Yeah. Basically, out. The they truth.
1: they use Hamoti's powers to create a news story without exposing him. And yeah, so I'm the boss this. gets all happy and he's like, this is amazing. You know, we're going to be, you know, our papers are going to be sell out or something. Uh, and I guess because of this, Ali thinks that he can trust the boss and he's like, he brings the boss home and he introduces him to hemote Uh, which he's like kind of shocked, but then he gets over it. He doesn't faint. Uh, then the, the, the mother brings out sh- champagne and they all pop a bottle of champagne to celebrate. Um, then, while they're still drinking champagne, the girlfriend and Ali and the boss head out. himoti's left there with the uh, the the um, the champagne and the mom, and they kind of sit there and talk. And I guess himoti I guess he's here. He's still talking about being sad and lonely or something because he's crying, um, and the mom tries to comfort comfort him. Meanwhile, at the office, the boss has an argument with some random guy that's, like, another reporter who seems disgruntled, but I don't know. Then the film just literally, like, cut out for 30 seconds, and it was, like, the test bars, um, the, like, colored test bars. When it cuts back in, uh, it's, like, a TV playing Jaws, uh, and it's shown that Himoti is watching the end of Jaws, where, like, they, they fight and kill the shark. Uh, and it's, it's scaring him and it freaks him out. And I think he wants to leave, but then the, um, the wife, uh, like convinces him and tells him that it's like not real and it's a movie. That's good. Um, but then the door rings while the wife is, or the, not the wife, the mom is in another room. Hamoti answers the door. It's that same like rival reporter guy from like the scene prior who, like, comes inside, and he's, like, amazed at Hamoti, obviously. And just, like, in a split-second decision, he takes off his sport coat, puts it over Hamoti's head, and literally just lifts up Hamoti and walks out. Oh, my God. Uh, He just carries him off, um, and he gets in a taxi with Hamoti, you know, kind of covered up by this jacket, and presumably to go somewhere. Meanwhile, this whole time, a song that really sounds like Uh, Giorgio Moroder's famous song from, like, the 70s called The Chase that's originally from a movie called Midnight Express that's actually a movie about Turkey, but it's, like, a Hollywood production. Um, It's, like, a very famous, like, electronic kind of disco song. Then the the song playing in the background is, like, blatantly a knockoff of The Chase. Uh, But meanwhile, Ali gets back home. He can't find Himoti, and he's obviously, like, distraught about that. Um, meanwhile, the bad guy, uh, it's taxi comes, gets to his house. Uh, he, him, he carries Himoti out of the taxi into the house, but like the jacket has basically like fallen off of Himoti's head and is just kind of dangling. Uh, and so Himoti is just in full view, just completely exposed. I guess the taxi driver just doesn't care. I guess the taxi, he's the taxi
0: driver, he's seen worse.
1: Yeah. He's like, man, that guy's got a weird looking kid.
0: That's, yeah, exactly. That
1: that kid's real fucked up looking.
0: I love imagining that this is a New York taxi driver in Istanbul.
1: Yeah, uh, but yeah, the uh, yeah he's like, hey, sorry about your kid. He looks really fucked. Uh, but uh, yeah, so he doesn't care, and I guess no one else sees them as the bad guy runs inside with Hamoti. Uh, meanwhile, the um, girlfriend tells the boss Hamoti's missing. Uh, the bad guy at his house is taking pictures of Hamoti, and I can only surmise that he's like, oh man, I can't wait to break this news story, I'm gonna be so successful. Uh, but then, Hamoti basically uses his unspecified magic powers. As far as I can tell, Hamoti just has, like, unlimited magic powers, and can do anything. This is the plot device. Yeah, I mean, he's, as far as I know, he's, like, got, like, godlike powers of reality manipulation. I love that. He's, like, an all-powerful being because he first, like, he makes the camera, like, stick to the guy's face so that he can't use it. And it's, like, stuck to the guy's face. Then it falls off. And then Hamoti literally, like, levitates the uh, rival reporter in the air. And it's very clearly, like... It's very clearly, like, a blue screen effect where he, they had him, like, hoisted up on something and then, like, you know, keyed out and put in the background. It's very awkward, like,
0: oh, yeah. him,
1: like, floating in the air, but it's very funny effect. Um, and so Himoti kind of just, like, you know, casually walks out of the house, um, and which, which when doing so, he bumps into a lady on the street, and she, like, freaks out and runs off. And so Himoti like, disappears slash teleports away. Which apparently is a thing he can do also. Oh, he can teleport. He's been able to teleport this whole time. Uh, apparently, I don't know why he has a spaceship. Maybe he can only go short distances. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. It's or nev- maybe
0: he can only do it when he's scared.
1: I, it's As I said, it's not specified, or if it is, I don't speak Turkish. Meanwhile, our, our, our gang of, uh, of, of friends is uh, searching for Himoti. They arrive at bad guy's house uh, and kind of like, you know, interrogate him. Because they suspected he's took himotis, I guess. Because they're like, "Oh, she's the only other character in this movie. He's got to be the one that took him." <laughs> uh, the bad guy is still the re- bad guy. Reporter is still levitating in the air. He hasn't fallen yet. He's still in the air. They kind of interrogate him, but he's like, "Yeah, he left." He's
0: screaming the whole time. Yeah,
1: he, he fucking stuck me up here and left. I don't have him anymore. Uh, and so the group just leaves. The bad guy's still just stuck in the air, because ah. they can't do anything about it. So they just leave uh, and go back home, where they find Himoti, of course, where else? Sitting on the couch. He's a real couch potato, this Himoti.
0: A real couch Himoti.
1: Yeah, a real couch-moti. Um, and yeah. so he's back home, and everyone's happy! Yay! And... All of a sudden, like, Hamoti, like, turns off his powers, and it cuts back to the bad guy's house where he just suddenly falls from the air. <laughs> it's, like, the one good, like, editing joke, like, good, like, filmmaking in the movie. I love that. Like, how, it, how they waited it to do that. It, 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 that was it, it, actually not bad.
0: Does the guy scream a little? Is he just like, ah?
1: Yeah, he screams and smacks onto the floor. I love that. Um... Yeah, then for, like, one shot, literally—oh, no, hold on. First off, Himoti, um looks in a mirror or, like, catches his reflection, and he gets very sad about it. Uh, again, going with oh. the whole lonely thing. And also, like, there. he scared that lady on accident, and so he's very down about his appearance. And obviously he's down about— Well, that
0: one was obviously because he's gay.
1: Yeah, because, as I said—no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's down bad. He's down bad. Hamoti there. is down bad. He can't hit unrequited love, and he's ugly, and he thinks he's ugly. Um, and so, uh, meanwhile, for like one shot, while the while Ali and the girlfriend are on a date, there's like a random border around the around the like frame, like a weird like blue like added in post border that disappears the next shot and is never seen again. So I think someone accidentally hit a button while they were editing the movie. Oh, no. Um. And I guess Ali proposes. He gives the girlfriend a present, which she opens and unwraps the little box. And it turns out to be a little ring in the box. And then they get up and they kiss. So I'm assuming they, they, he proposed, which they've known each other for like a couple days at most, if not like two days. Uh, but I guess they're getting married. I don't know. Is that how things are done in Turkey? I guess they have like arranged marriages.
0: Hey, you know, I respect it. And you know, you know.
1: Commitment. Yeah. He's, he's ready to commit. Ready to put a ring on it, so to sp- so they say. Um, anyway, meanwhile, back at this. Now we get a new location. We're in the gay guy's apartment where he takes, like, a guy's picture off his mirror. I guess his ex. Or I- I- that's what I assume. And he rips it up. And then he puts up pictures of, like, a soccer team. And he, like, kisses the picture of, like, this specific soccer player, I guess, that he likes. Um, and then he kind of, like, preens himself and, you know, puts on makeup and stuff gets dressed. Uh then he goes over to the house and hangs out with Himoti um and the and the mother. Himoti is really sad. And I got really confused here because like from his bag, Himoti pulls out like at first I thought he was holding a little figure of E.T. But then I realized it's like a little mirror and E.T. is in the mirror. What? Like the little figure is like inside the mirror or like, you know, it's not actually in, but like they're trying to say that it is. I was really confused. Apparently, according to the guy's thesis, they say something about, they literally reference E.T. And Hamoti is like, oh yeah, I've met E.T. And he brings out this little mirror Get thing, out. which is supposed to be like, you know, like a video phone, like a hologram phone. Yeah. And the little figure in the phone is supposed to be real E.T. And like real E.T. like, has like he's like he's like in he talks he talks to the, the the mother and the gay guy and so apparently like it's weird like it's an ET knockoff that like acknowledges et exists but also jaws exists in this universe which is made by steven spielberg so if jaws exists how does how does et also exist but then also be real and like is et a documentary like it's very yeah the the, the logic has gone out the window at this point Oh god i'm scared peyton hold me it'll be all right we're almost through
0: uh... And Moses is here, too. He says That's hi. good.
1: I, I love your cat. That's your... That's your... Not... Not... Not the biblical figure for the oh, audience. Oh, no. I'm talking about the biblical. Oh, he's there. He just shows up every once in a while. He's pretty quiet. He... Yeah, he doesn't talk much. He's a, he's a quiet guy, which is good, because cool. we're recording yeah, a podcast. He owed a lot
0: of money to the mafia and got his throat sliced. Oh, damn. Yeah. And he
1: survived? He's fine. I guess he's got, like, god powers. He's, he's got, chosen. Like, magic powers. Yeah. Uh. Anyway... Uh, then very abruptly, we go from the scene with E.T. <laughs> and talking to Hamoti and his friends uh, to suddenly Ali is like tied up in a warehouse oh. with like two guys, one of which is holding him at gunpoint, like while he's hmm. tied up. And I don't know. It's not in the feast just stated specifically. So I have no idea what their motive is, how they know Ali, how they got him tied up. It's just suddenly Ali is being held at gunpoint. Tied up in a warehouse and it looks bad. I've been there, but suddenly Hamoti saves the day. He teleports into the warehouse. He like zaps the guy's gun out of his hand, and there's like fake blood on the guy's hand. Oh, so like he got Hamoti got violent enough to like draw blood. Um, and then Hamoti um teleports both guys. Like it, he, he he does the teleport. He you know, we see his head light up and he does like the little thing that happens when he does his powers and it cuts and the guys fall into water like so he just like teleported them somewhere completely different where they're now just fell into like a lake or the ocean or something which is that's that's another decent little moment of editing and you know directing um so he, he saved his 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 unrequited love ali he uh he he uncries he unties ali And I guess, I don't know, I didn't know this, but I'm assuming now with what I know, because they kind of, like, talk for a second, and then Hamoti cries, and Ali kind of, like, tries to comfort him. I'm assuming it's some sort of, like, you know, emotional love, you know, exclamation again that's unrequited. Um, Mm. But we go back to the house, where now Ali and the girlfriend, they're, like, in bed, like, naked. Nice. uh, You know, like, kissing and stuff. Meanwhile, Hemoti's kind of just, like, hanging out in the living room. He <laughs> he, he spills the girlfriend's purse. Um, next to, which I didn't re- I th- the whole movie, there's been this kind of, like, brass-looking object behind the couch. That, in the back of my mind, was like, that kind of looks like a sousaphone. But I never saw it clear enough to know if it was until this shot, which it's very clearly like a sousaphone that they just have in their apartment for some reason. Like a really old, like, brass marching tuba sousaphone uh, for some reason is in their apartment just kind of sitting up against the wall. But Hamoti spills the girlfriend's purse, and then he takes, like, a lipstick from the girlfriend's purse and kind of just, like, smears it all over his face. Um, And then he walks up down the hallway, I guess, to try to talk to Ali, but he accidentally stumbles on and sees them, like kissing and stuff in the bed and they don't see him though yeah and i was really confused at this point because i when i was watching because i was like why did he put the makeup on is he just getting into trouble like you know like an et kind of mischievous thing being curious but obviously he's sad about them having sex and i just thought he was just sad in general that he doesn't have anyone but now based off this guy's thesis that i read it's like hemoti has like you know time and time again in the movie been like, you know, told or like people have reacted that he's like ugly and, you know, he's an alien and it it scares people how he looks. And so like him putting on the lipstick is like him, like just like desperately wanting to like appear like beautiful and attractive. And like, you know, he wants to be like the girlfriend is for Ali where like, you
0: know, he, he's loved gender is performance.
1: Yeah. So he's, he's really doing, he's trying a last ditch effort, to be attractive and of course he goes to show ali and what does he find but ali and the girlfriend in bed you know his his unrequited love and it, oh, it's, no. it seals the deal that they're like you know they'll never be together so um also i want to point out anytime himoti turns around you can very very clearly see the zipper on the costume uh I love that. so uh, it cuts the mother's goes and is like doing the exact same thing with getting the free food, but this time the grocer guy she meets takes like empties one of the wooden boxes holding like the fresh produce and like smashes it over her head. What? Which it then cuts and the the mother is in like a hospital or a doctor's office and her whole head is like bandaged up, like it like she was like completely like concussed by this. And she's talking to the doctor, and I guess she's so annoying that the doctor then, like, continues bandaging her all the way up and, like, covers her mouth. Which is – (laughs) that's kind of a funny gag.
0: That's a good bit.
1: Good bit. Not bad. Uh, So, meanwhile, Himoti is suddenly missing again in the house. Um, I guess this is after Ali and the girlfriend finish having sex. They come out of the room, and they're like, oh, where's Himoti? Where is he gone? Um, They go to look for him again. They call the boss. Um, and they eventually go to look for Hamoti in the park where the ship landed and Ali found him. And uh, they go there. They find him by his ship. It cuts, and it goes from, like, middle of the day, but now it's suddenly night, apparently, in the park. Um, and Himoti is at his spaceship, and he's going to leave. Again, when I was watching it, I really wasn't sure what was going on, why this was happening, but obviously now it's, like, Himoti is, like, I know you know I can never be with you I know I can never you don't want me you know you don't want me in that way Ali so I'm leaving I'm going back to my home planet where uh, I'll be happier it's not so bad you know I'll be able to find love um, and so even though it's sad and bittersweet he he decides to uh, to to leave there's one more joke where himoto uses his magic powers to like make the mother's head whole head disappear so like he does like a zap and then they like do the band they take the bandage off they unravel it off her head and her head's just like completely gone it's very clearly like a green like a blue screen and you can see where they like cut out the head from like the you know editing standpoint um but then he makes her head reappear it's just like a gag um, but yeah, it's very bittersweet. They're all sad. Each one of them, the girlfriend, the gay guy, uh, Ali, the mother and the boss, they each are like, you know, tell him O.T. goodbye. He gets up in a ship and it flies off into the stars and he, it's bittersweet, but he's, he's going back to a place where he can find love apparently. And that
0: is, that is homo ET hamoti i I've never been so down bad that I wanted to travel across the universe. So, to get to get dick,
1: yeah, that's that's fair.
0: Oh, poor Hamoti. You
1: ever, you ever want to suck a dick so bad you go to space? Oh man, yeah, it's, it's a sad one. So Austin, uh, that that was Hamoti. What do you think? Did it meet your expectations? Uh, everything I
0: thought that it was going to be about, I was wrong. Based off the poster. Based on the poster, yeah. the poster alone.
1: Yeah. I, I were, were, I'm not disappointed. No. Just surprised. I were you? I doubt you were expecting, on a on a surface level, a movie about a gay ET, and on a deeper level, as I discovered myself today. Uh, a, a movie that is a social commentary on Turkey in the 1980s while also being about unrequited love and heartbreak. Been there, bro. All starring a terrifying little E.T. knockoff costume. The worst Muppet. That has terrifying human lips and a huge fucking ass. A Sir mix lot level quality ass. <laughs>
0: A Nicki Minaj anaconda. Exactly. That thing is a dumper.
1: Uh, But yeah, when I watched it last night, yeah, I mean, it's not the ideal way that... I would have wanted to watch it given that there weren't subtitles for 90% of the movie. Right, and I, that's tough. And I wasn't getting, you know, the whole actual story as it was happening. Because you don't speak Turkish. Because I don't speak Turkish, and so I was really just kind of having to guess and follow along. I still really enjoyed it to a, in a lot of degrees. Yeah, it kind of got boring a little sometimes when it would be these long talking scenes on the couch when I had no clue what was happening. But there were still a lot of fun things like Hemoti getting kidnapped, but then, like, you know, escaping freezing the guy in midair there's the weird et part that i had no clue what was going on but now in hindsight it's super crazy and weird that like they worked in that like, like Hemo- connection knows et and that they just use a little et figurine reflected in a mirror to be like a little video phone uh, I yeah i mean like hemoty saving um saving ali from from being kidnapped or whatever and held at gunpoint in general, I just really, you know, it was it was charming. It's definitely, like, shitty in a lot of ways and exactly, like, the kind of, like, shitty B-movie. But, like, I don't know. It's, like, almost, it's almost, like, endearingly shitty in a lot of ways where, like, it's not, like, exp- it's not exploitative for the most part. I get the gay characters are... The gay guy character is like a little, you know, kind of comic relief. Like, oh, look at this, you know, gay guy. He's so crazy and you know, effeminate, and that's so goofy. But like, you know, for nineteen eighties Turkey, uh, the overall like story is very like sympathetic and and understanding of of gay people. It doesn't demonize them in any way, for sure. Um, and like, that's good to hear overall, it's just, like, a very endearing movie because it's not, like, you know, it's not a bunch of, like, you know, sleazy stuff. It's just, like, a nice little movie that's not very good, but it's still, like, just nice. It's very, it's a very sweet movie for the most part. Yeah, even if it's a little sad in the end, but it's, like, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's made very genuinely, I feel, which is nice. Um, and yeah, like I said, of course, these, like, really interesting, socio-political themes uh, that I had no clue about but you know they s- sound really valid and if you go and read the thing I'm linking this thesis uh, not only is the thesis you know well thought out but like I said it's like this whole little illustrated comic piece and it's really nice yeah. and done and really interesting um so yeah just you know just like I loved Hooter when we watched captain EO I really like kimo he's like he's like he's a charming he's, he's relatable. very he's charming he's relatable i i relate to him being like th- sad and lonely and down bad i mean he's very <laughs> okay. relatable for, for 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 one of the most terrifying uh alien costumes i've ever seen despite being unintentionally terrifying he's very relatable <laughs> as a character um but yeah, oh, yeah.
0: it sounds like that's
1: him that's him that's what they I, say.
0: It sounds like is the greatest movie ever made.
1: When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's Homoti.
0: <laughs> yeah. Home, that was fucking good. Homo e. E.T. Homo E.T. Because
1: he's gay. Yeah. And he's like E.T. P- perhaps, yeah, maybe even I this. I thought
0: Homoti meant same as E.T.
1: Well. We don't know. I would be he could. Wrong. He might be the same species. He at least knows ET. If they're not the same species, they're probably a related species because they sure do look Just
0: one planet over.
1: Yeah, they're like cousin species because they're definitely like similar in evolution. I'm gonna I do a. It. I'm gonna do a sequel to this that expands the uh, ET slash Hamoti cinematic universe. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, I want to be involved. Nice. In any way possible. You think Steven Spielberg would sign off on that?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll to, talk to, to use him to legally incorporate ET. I'll talk to him at my show on Thursday because he'll be there for sure. Oh, really? He's yeah, a fan. Totally, totally. Oh, cool. That's really Why good. Why wouldn't he be?
1: Good for you. Who isn't a
0: fan? Uh, I. We're headwake, baby. That's true.
1: Um, I feel like I could get if he's still alive. I, I would assume he is. I don't think he would be that old. You know, seventies or something. Moochat Gezin. I feel like I could get him on board say i want to do a homoti sequel you know he'd probably
0: give you the rights for a firm handshake
1: yeah i mean or if anything i'd want to bring him on at least if not to you know at least in some capacity for writing and stuff yeah uh, we'll, i mean like building. i don't speak turkish so i would at least need like you know cultural you know research and you know yeah. that kind of help in writing It'd but a uh, consultant yeah i'll put him on the list of people we need to contact uh homoti sequel
0: we got Ted Kaczynski, Ron Howard.
1: Well, you didn't listen to the episode that you were on, right?
0: Not yet, no. Uh,
1: we talk about um, John Hinckley Jr., who shot, who tried to shoot Ronald Reagan.
0: I was about to say, didn't he kill someone? Yeah. yeah uh, well, there he was failed, a discussion
1: but... of writing him as well, because we were talking about how he he's out of prison now. He posted a video on YouTube what of him singing an original song. That's a cat. Moses
0: is getting restless.
1: Well, I that that being the case, I I feel like I've said all I could say about Himoti, yeah. that who who we must stand as a gay icon, gay icon, gay icon Himoti. Icon Himoti. Uh, yeah, he needs to. We need to get him in the gay canon of movies. That's for sure. The, the I agree. The Pride Month canon of the rainbow of capitalism canon. Yeah, I want. I will not rest until I see Himoti being used to to sell pride themed items at cbs (laughs) yeah so that's himoti austin any final
0: words or thoughts uh you the movie it's a time when you i don't i just about Hamoti. you know it
1: absolutely well everybody thanks for listening this has been explained to Austin. I'm Austin. And as they say in Turkey. Uh, see you later, Hamoti. See you later, gay ET. What if. Oh, well, wait. What about. What about. So it's gay ET. What about ET phone home? But instead of phone, it's ET. Uh, bone. ET bone. E. bone dudes.
0: Yeah, that's the one. Because he's gay. I get it now. For explaining. bone
1: home. Yeah. Dudes at home. He's boning dudes in his house.
0: In the bedroom. Yeah.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: I'm Peyton. Good. I'm Austin. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>